The following podcast is about wrestling. Yes, we know. You see, every year, various wrestling promotions gather in a specific area to have shows leading up to WrestleMania. One day, some jackass decides to chronicle all those shows, and he managed to drag his girlfriend and two others along for the ride. We're still not sure how he pulled that off. Now, join us to find out what happened one crazy weekend. The world is a vamp. And welcome, everybody, to the first episode of One Crazy Weekend. I am your, well, one of four hosts, Rosen Thorne, and I am joined by Crash Thompson. Hey, guys. How's it going? Ms. Nightmare. Hi. And Bunny. Hey, everyone. Okay, so first off, uh, Ryguy1999, thank you for the follow. Uh, we should explain what this is. Yeah. Yes, we should. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I, think, I think it's better to just, you know, like let everyone be really confused. <laughs> you know, it was such a crazy weekend, even we can't remember what this is. So <laughs> yeah, just that just yeah, just best guesses. Best wishes everyone. Best wishes. Yeah, thanks for joining the show podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great great start. Let's it's a great start to to our, our probably Herculean adventure that will never end. Um <laughs> so uh <laughs> this year uh, this is 2019 for in the future. WrestleMania 35 happened in the New York, New Jersey area, and I I'm a big independent wrestling fan. I'm actually a trainee to be an independent wrestler myself, and I got to thinking, wow, so many people are having wrestling shows in that area that week. So much chronicle those, and then I gathered these people. And we're still hating you for it. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. blame you. Uh, so yeah, uh, I figured before before we uh, jump into our first show, we'll talk about just our uh, our general spiel with with our wrestling history. I kind of gave mine. I started watching wrestling in 2012. Uh, started training in 2017. Need to get back to it. But um, yeah, who wants to go next? Hey guys, again, I'm Crash Thompson. Um, how's it going? You might recognize me from uh, the Rock Critic or uh, the Rock Coliseum um, uh, over on uh, Rocked Nets channel. Um, yeah, this is a little bit outside of my wheelhouse here. Uh, the deal with me is I am probably, for this podcast, I'm probably the token mark of the group. I, There's always one. I, no, well, no. The thing is, I probably have the least background with wrestling out of everybody here. Like, I watched it a little bit um, when I was a kid around 97 to around 99. Basically, basically when WCW started falling apart, that was when I stopped watching wrestling. So, a really long-ass time ago. And I'm only just now getting back into it kind of off and on here and there. Um, But again, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hi, everyone. (laughs) I'm Crash Thompson, and I'll be your resident idiot for the match. I think we all know I'm the resident idiot. Yeah. (laughs) I'll go next. Um, Hey, guys, some of you who are here already know me, but I'll introduce myself to everyone else. My name is Casey K. You may know me as Miss Nightmare from Miss Nightmare Reviews. It's nighttime and Escape from Muster High. I wrestling's a weird history with me. I I kind of knew about it as a kid. My brother would play with old, the old, very hard, like 
eighties wrestling dolls. I he went to like a wrestle one WrestleMania one year. I went to the forever closed WCW restaurant in New York City as a kid. That was a restaurant? Holy shit. (laughs) I didn't even know about that. Yeah, both companies had restaurants. Yeah. It's funny thing. It was very interesting, mainly because I thought the best thing on our menu as a kid was their triangle mozzarella sticks. Uh, Those aren't Uh, sticks. Yeah, yeah, at that point. By definition, they're not sticks. At that point, it is a wedge at best. Come yeah. on, WC. Come the on, mozzarella WCW. Triforce. Yeah, this it also. Not, that, okay, that is that is totally some Vince Russo booking. Oh that yeah, is totally one hundred percent. Nah, brah, brah. We'll make the cheese sticks triangles, brah, oh. brah. Oh, but so um, this is some good shit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, it was. Uh, I. I remember that because it had the Chris Angel thing, but that's completely different for another day. I kind of fell out with wrestling, and then I got annoyed with wrestling more than my brother. I only knew about John Cena because he had the stupid John Cena retope of burr, 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 and I was annoyed at it, and I hated wrestling. And then years went by. Rosen started getting back into wrestling. He's like, hey, watch his music videos. And I started liking part of the storyline, and I'm like, this is a very crap company. Then Rosen introduced me to being the elite and PWG. I've gone to a couple of PWG shows. One particular one is Rick Shea's last one. If you see the video with of a girl holding a Daryl plush, that's me. This is when they were in the building that used to film in one episode of Glow, and I will take that to my grave knowing I was in the same building where they filmed an episode of season one of Glow, and I'm okay with that because Glow is also an amazing show on Netflix. Why aren't you watching it? I feel like in and out of the indie circuit for myself. Like, I like indie stuff a lot better than WWE. Yeah. Like, it, and I kind of will just take interest in it if it's interesting and I enjoy it. So, uh, oh my God, I had something in my head that would have been fun. <laughs> oh, no. I will say, I remember now. I will say, I did dabble into a wrestling class once. I can now know how to do a super kick, so I can super kick anybody now. <laughs> I can. <sighs> I I had sore legs for a week learning that for oh, when I was that, in LA last. Cause, yeah, because uh, she didn't know she didn't. I don't think he was stretched, and you didn't know the the meaning of uh, take it easy. <laughs> like uh. she went ham the entire time. <laughs> oh, that's glorious, Bunny. You're up. Hi, I'm Bunny. I am the token non-American in this way, so I'm Australian in this case. Uh, I never actually watched wrestling as a kid. I only got into wrestling when, I think it was, what, 2014, I think? So, yeah, I'm not really, like, I mean, I know about the old wrestling, the old wrestlers and shit, but I can't say I really give that much of a fuck. But, um, yeah, I'm all about the modern stuff. Uh I am really into Australian wrestling, as you might expect. So this podcast has a lot of Australian wrestlers. I will be going on at length about that. I also, um, I've done some backstage, like I've helped out at PWA in the past, hoping I'm going to do so in the future. So yeah, I I know these people. So we established why this is happening. We established who we are. Now let's talk about the show. This particular episode is the first independent event that happened the week of WrestleMania weekend. 
It is IWTV, Independent Wrestling TV's Family Reunion. And it took place on April 4th, 2019 in the White Eagle Club in Jersey City, New Jersey. Jersey. Yep. Jersey. Oof. Uh, we, we watched it via Fight TV, uh, which they have uh, The Collective, which has like 10 of the shows we're going to cover. However, which, which is nice. I, I feel that this is a particularly good show to start with because there's a bunch of promotions represented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. This was like, especially considering this for some of, for me at least, I know this was my first independent pay-per-view I'd ever seen, really, at least I can think of off the top of my head. And yeah, this was a really solid, solid show overall. I was very wasn't, impressed by what we got. It wasn't much of a family reunion, though. I mean, there weren't any drunken fights and, you know, nobody <laughs> got mean, cut out. <laughs> there wasn't I mean, so many cousins. Yeah. Nobody, like, brought up old, like, really minor disagreements from ten years ago. Kimberly did. <laughs> Kimberly, oh, Kimberly did, but oh god, that we'll happened. Get we'll that. get to that. We'll get to that. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it was a good fam- it was a good, you know, reunion of promotions and such, but I don't know, it just didn't really have that family reunion touch where everyone is going home drunk and embarrassed. Yeah, well, the sponsors were all different and unique. I think the two that was more standout-ish for me was, one was uh, Wrestling with Ringret, who is also a wrestling YouTuber who has done like, his own videos. And he also yeah. is a wrestler, too, apparently? Yeah. A, a manager, bro? He's more of a manager. Uh, yeah, Brian Zane. Yeah, I was surprised <laughs> to see that, too, because Brian Zane has been a big... Uh, his wrestling with the red show has been a big avenue for me to help get back into wrestling basically. And it was really weird seeing his logo on that, on the, on the skirts, on the, on the mat, basically. Like, it was like, Oh wow. He, Oh, oh, that's, that is great promotion. You know, when you think about it, that is like, if you're a wrestling YouTuber, what better way could you promote your show? That's just brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the one that surprised me the most, but also because I'm like, I cannot wait to have this in the future, was Gorilla Mall, which is the best gourmet burger restaurant in L.A. I guarantee it's really 100%. I've been there. Best burgers, best fries. It's amazing. I Damn, have to have told one. you about this crash. Yes, you have. Yeah, okay. Rosen, both both Rosen and Casey have ran in and raved to me about it. I still say Kuma's Corner is better. <laughs> there, that, yeah. there are there are Midwest uh, equivalent here in the Midwest, uh, but yeah. No, no, no. Say uh, again, though. Again, though. Like that. That was also a, a nice, pleasant surprise to see. Yes. Yeah. Though I will. I could talk forever on Gorilla Mall, but we're talking about independent wrestling here, so I'm going to save that for another day. Yep. Yeah. Yes. We're not getting sponsored by any Yeah, companies. yeah. They're we're not us. getting any money out of this, so maybe yeah. we should like talk about the actual wrestling. Yes. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Starting with match one. When we're getting when we're getting money out of Burger Company, then we can ramble. Yeah. Yes. You know what, Gr- Gorilla Mall? Maybe we will talk more about you yeah. if you give us that change. Give us the amazing fries and burgers. No, honey. Where's our sponsorship? No, Casey. We're we're gonna accept sponsorships in money. <laughs> oh wait, wait. Twenty dollars can buy many peanuts. Yeah, three. Uh, well, uh, anyway, match one uh, is Jonathan Gresham versus Orange Cassidy for Orange's Independent Wrestling TV title, European Rules, which was weird to see in uh, 2019. Man, oh, when was the last time you saw a European Rules rounds match? Like? I don't know, but before that, uh, can we quickly talk about the rocket ship of the opening on the pay per view? 
The Mulligan came out of nowhere, and all of a sudden we just see a woman dressed like Orange Cassidy with a flute and just fluting to Orange Cassidy's theme song. Um, can I just say, that flute lady was damn good at her job. Oh, yeah. She, yeah, was, she, she did not fuck she, around. Yeah, she, she was surprisingly talented. Like, wherever the hell Orange Cassidy got this girl from, she did a really splendid job. Like, how do you get that gig? I wonder. Like <laughs> that that must have been a weird phone call for her to get. She's like, uh, hello, Jersey City Philharmonic. Hey, hey, I'm, I, I I need you. I need I need. Do you, hey, you want to make you want to make like fifty bucks? Like, hey, and wave. Or or say what pay and wave. This is a, a totally <laughs> accurate Orange Cassidy impression for the record. <laughs> oh, we'll we'll get yeah we'll get to Orange Cassidy. Oh. I love this guy. Oh, he's but. so good. So yeah, basically, it's it was a, if anyone hasn't seen it, is wondering European rules means it's uh, in three rounds. It's like a two out of three falls match, basically. Yeah, basically, uh, yeah. But the the rounds are each five minutes, and they can go to a draw if need be. Which is weird. I've never heard of that kind of match before. Yeah, uh, I think it might be kind of styled after the uh, the Grand Division. Not Grand Division. The is it Grand in TNA? I don't know. Oh yeah, the um. It was the, I think it was the grand title division or something like that. It is basically just a round system kind of match, you know, which, again, weird as hell to see in 2019, because what the hell do you do with a round system, you know? Because with a round system kind of match, you can't really do a whole lot because the rounds restrict everything so big. You've got a time limit. You've got to take breaks in between the rounds. So that breaks up the flow. It's a very hard match to pull off unless you're doing something very very gimmicky and very very just kind of stilted and ridiculous thankfully though it's an orange cassidy match yeah. so it worked brilliantly and a jonathan oh gresham God. match let's let's not let's not forget, oh yeah like forgive me jonathan gresham is up there with like zack saber jr he, he is he's a, a very good wrestler. He's just, you know, in a match for Orange Cassidy, so it's pretty easy to get overshadowed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the thing. From what we, from the brief glimpses of wrestling we saw, yeah, John Grisham, he's, he looked very live. He looked and there's very, the first like, calling of him as John Grisham. John, uh, John Grisham. Gresham. Oh, shit. I'm going to be doing that yeah. all the um, time through this. Oh, I'm it's, sorry. It's fine. In my notes, I called him the octopus because he had an octopus on. A design on his pants. Yep. So I'm like, yes. it's and just the octopus in my notes. He is the founder of CCK. Just, I mean, we can just call him Captain Tentacles or something. <laughs> no! I'm down. Me. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming Jordan Grace will be fine with this. No! <laughs> I am doing everything in my power to not make a dumb, dumb hentai joke, but I don't know I if I, I have it did. in me. Yeah, I think that 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 totally counts. Um, but, oh, but, but, no, but no, yeah, the thing is, he looked like a, a very good, talented mat wrestler. Like I say, in the brief moments where they did explode into some actual match shenanigans, it did look pretty interesting. But we didn't get to see a lot of John Gresham. Did I say it right? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> we didn't get to see a lot of Mr. Gresham during this uh, match because a lot of it was just Orange Cassidy hamming it up like a motherfucker. Oh, my God. Okay, Rosen, please, pretty please, because you will be able to do this better than anybody. Explain what Orange Cassidy is to the audience. Oh, fuck. Um, 
<laughs> you see? How do you even do it? <laughs> I got it. I got it. Okay. Orange Cassidy uh, knows that he's so good at wrestling that he doesn't want to put so any effort into it. So he's just a lazy uh, mother forker who just wants case, to just... I don't care. Casey, yeah. Casey, you're not in a good place. It's okay. Oh, oh, <laughs> thank okay. you. He's like, just a crazy motherfucker who decides, I'm just gonna be lazy and just have acid. And that's what he does. There's two things in here that I put in my notes. One is that he is basically the big Lebowski in denim. And then two, he is Crash's college self. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, I loved his gimmick of me in college. Just lazy, just le so lazy, can't even barely get off the couch, smart mouthy as a motherfucker, just does not give half a shit. I identified a lot with this man, and I'm not sure it's the best thing, but, <laughs> yeah, I, but I, no. I, I have no like a very comedic gimmick style wrestler whose gimmick is just lazy bastard. He's basically lazy bastard Popeye. Yeah, pretty which, much. Um, yeah, his and his spinach, his little kicker thing is to actually drink some orange juice. His ring name is actually technically orange, freshly squeezed. Or it's Cassidy? freshly squeezed orange Cassidy. Freshly squeezed orange Cassidy. Forgive me. Yes. But uh, yeah. Um, huh. Oh my god! And the thing is, he played it up too. The audience ate it up. He came out to the ring in a T-shirt with a graphic of himself printed on it. Like not even like no, no, no. a cool, not even like a cool, like very well detailed, very well pressed shirt. Just like something like an iron-on square, badly taken photo. It's for sale. <laughs> oh, it is. He mass oh, produced oh, it, and it's also a T-shirt oh. of him wearing a T-shirt of himself. Oh god. I have to also, buy this t-shirt. His <laughs> website, he um, he hasn't even bothered to put any actual text on it. It's just got Lauren Ipsum on it. Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, I love this guy. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. no. Like, this match was just a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like, um... I loved the opener to this match where they open with, for one, there's tons of stalling to begin with, just tons of stalling. But when they do finally open up, um, they open with a test of strength. You know, they try, they lock, they lock hands. I, I hesitate to call it that because they lock hands to do the test of strength thing and they try to do it. But Orange just, you know, starts laying down and he gets more and more fed up and more and more can't be asked until he's literally just laying down on the ground just like eh, fuck it <laughs> like I, it's, it's crazy it, it's not a test of strength it wasn't a test of strength it was a test of patience <laughs> it was a test of patience and there was just like there was it was all just wonderful but also like i can't tell of the number of times Orange Cassidy's sunglasses either came off or were removed because apparently, if you take them off of him or they're removed, he will be super pissed off. Yeah, the sunglasses. And it was five. I counted five, five times. Oof. Oh yeah, the sunglasses were a big. He wrestled with his sun. Oh my god, he wrestled with his sunglasses on for most of the time, and for about half the match, he literally had his hands in his pockets. Oh yeah, he, like, was, he, doing, was... he was doing no hand rolls. He's <laughs> doing uh, no yeah. hand arm drags. Uh, I love I love the part where he 
tried to put a headlock on Gresham, but he was just too lazy to even... He was too lazy to right, reach his arm around and connect the headlock. So he just kind of... He was just basically giving the hey, dude, kind of hand over the shoulder. Kinda, yeah. you know? it, was, it, was a, it was a tempted headlock turned bro hug. That was yeah. all yeah. it was. And that and was... And then Master Force was like, I've had enough of this shit and just beats the crap out of him. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. When, when he finally did pop, he popped really... See, that's the thing. This match was very sporadic. It was a lot of comedy. It was a lot of Orange fucking with the guy. It was a lot of Gresham trying to wrestle him, trying to engage him, trying to get anything out of him. And Orange just not giving a fuck. But every once in a while, they get a move off. It was very... Uh, Whatever. Oh, comedy. But holy shit! Arm drag! Oh, throw it across the ropes! Oh, bam, 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 bam. oh I don't give a shit. It was very, very kind of ebb and flowy, this match. Until the very end, when, um, forgive me, something pissed Orange off big time. Was it the sunglasses? Might have been the sunglasses. Like, it might have been, like, his sunglasses. He kicked his sunglasses out of the ring, I believe. Yeah, I think so. And uh, that... And I, I forget exactly what it was, but something pissed Orange off, uh, like, legit. And then the wrestling, like, really started, and there was, like, a good, solid, like, minute and a half of very good, very technically competent wrestling. Very, very huge, explosive stuff. It was having a great momentum going of how the Orange could really uh, kick ass. And yeah. then he wins and retains, and I and I go, cool. This is fun. Yeah, it, it it was a it was you know it was a gimmicky kind of comedy match. Um, yeah, you know it was it was a good opener. You know, considering it was it was a big goof for comedy bits that ridiculous. It's nice to keep them at the beginning of a show. You know, that way the more yeah the more technical stuff the more the matches people are kind of here to see. Um, you know, that, that stuff doesn't get in the way. I mean, you put that stuff in your headliner, you put that stuff towards the very late end of your uh, pay-per-view, it can look kind of Russo-y. So, you know, yeah. I'm glad it's here where it is. It makes for a very good match. Um, oh, and one other thing I just have to point out, one of my favorite bits of the entire match, um, I forget what it was. Um, uh, Gresham had Orange in like I believe it was like an arm bar or some kind of submission hold, and um, the thing is, oh, uh, leg lock. Orange, yeah, the leg lock. Thank you. Yes, um, Orange is able to slip out of it. Like he's able to just kind of noodle. He's able. He's able to lazy. He, oh my god, this man is amazing. He is able to lazy himself out of a wrestling hold. If I had been able to do that in high school, I would have gotten out of so many fights. No, he he gets out of the hold, but then. Um, goes over he wiggles his way over to the ropes and sticks his feet in them anyway just so he can get the ref to call a rope break oh. yeah oh by the just... way speaking of the ref it's a bryce alert da -da 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 -da. Um, no. it is referee bryce remsburg who you will be seeing a lot mm. yes so yeah uh orange Cassidy oh. wins with the mousetrap this is a fun opener yeah, I think uh, I think you guys said everything that needs to be said. This is a this is a good opening match, good uh, hype up the crowd. So right before the, we talk about the next match, uh, during the whole match, I was looking at the audience while watching. I'm like, hey, MGF's in the crowd, and you're like, no, he's not. I'm like, yes, he is. You don't see the scarf. You're like, yeah, it's not him. Then MGF comes onto the stage and tries to challenge Orange Cassidy to a match 
to just try and switch titles. MGF is an asshole and knocks Orange Cassidy out. Yeah, I, I have written here. Uh, we get an MJF promo. He's untouchable on the mic. He wants a he wants to challenge his limitless title with the IWTV title to title for title. Orange says no. MJF cheats him. See, uh, see, that's the thing. You're really underemphasizing it, though. MJF come out comes out cuts this very nice heel promo, like very just despicable. As if MJF has any other kind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, I'm not as familiar with MJF, so I don't know what oh, his he's, deal he's is. Amazing. Yeah, but no, he came out. He's definitely a very good heel. Came out, cut this amazing promo, but then, like, as a counteraction, you know, as, you know, what is, you know, the face's bold-faced retort, what is it that puts him in his place? Orange Cassidy, just with his eyes barely even open, just long pause. No. That was so good. Yeah, and the, so, and the funny uh, thing that broke Crash into laughter, I think all of us, was when he, Crash pointed out, hey, he's being carried off by the tech crib. I literally, like, he's still, like, like so knocked out, like, they're actually holding him from head to toe. Yeah. yeah. Like, the, like, a crowd of people had to carry him out of the ring. Not because MJF laid a beating on him, just because he was too lazy to get out of the damn ring. Oh. Yeah. Again, this guy is me when I was like 22, 23. I just, ugh. We'll follow uh, your submission to the Gentleman's Club. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah. Good opener. Great okay, opening match. Uh, match number two. Okay. The Alpha One Showcase. Cody Lane, Justin Sane, and Kobe Durst versus the Space Pirates, Shane Saber and Space Monkey, and BMD. There was um, a monkey in this match. Yeah, there was a monkey, but also, as <laughs> Benny space. quotes it, as Benny quotes it on here, it's basically Tumblr versus pirates. Well, if I may, um, go ahead. The, the problem with this match is that we didn't like. Okay, you have a lot of promotions, and they're all sending their best guys, but a lot of these guys don't have very distinctive gimmicks, meaning that the only ones we're going to remember are the ones who stand out. And generally, the ones who stand out are the ones who have some sort of visually distinct appearance. So you have space guys and a pirate. Everybody else just falls into the crowd of, you know, big, tough guys who look like metal fans. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, the uh, the other the team that wasn't made of pirates, monkeys, and sabers, <laughs> it was just, yeah, it, it was just a bunch of dudes. Oh, wait, except Saber is the pirate. No, wait, except for oh, the sorry, guy. The Tumblr except guy. It's okay, except for the guy. I don't. I can't remember which guy, but one guy had a tiger on his butt. Oh, that's that's Kobe <laughs> that's Durst. That's the guy. Kobe Durst. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Kobe Durst. Oh god. That. that yeah. is Speaking as a rock fan, that is an incredible <laughs> name. Like we're not trying to disparage anyone. Like everyone on the show was an excellent wrestler. It's oh, absolutely. Yeah. A lot of them didn't really stand out, and when you have so many different people who we don't know, it's kind of hard to hang on to everyone. Like to remember everyone. Part yeah, of the mm-hmm. advantage of, uh, and, of these shows is to learn about people. This was a six-man tag, though. And so even if we did know who everybody was, the action was crazy hectic in this match. So it was a little hard to keep up, <laughs> frankly. Yeah, I, people I, were I, all over the place. But. Yeah, I, well, I will say, like, match, like, it had, like, it wasn't really much interesting. It was good, just they weren't any, like, as Bunny said, like, Pie popping moments, though. In the beginning, before they started, the total number of belts that BMD and the Pirates had are were just crazy. They had so many belts out of everyone. 
the very first note I have for this match is just in all caps, so many belts. Holy <laughs> shit. It's like a fucking uh, Tetsuya Nomura game. No, no, that was the one with uh, Bunny said it was Tumbar for them having all the belts. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember. Uh, yeah. I made a very bad joke about that, which I'm not going to repeat, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I remember now. Uh, let's see. I, over near, out of the people I'd only seen Space Monkey before, Cody Lane reminded me a lot of Chris Hero because he had the discus Yakuza kick and the, the, the even same kind of senton. Yeah, yeah, I, I could totally see that comparison for sure. Um, I have in my notes, uh, Space Pirates love hitting motherfuckers with other motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A, a lot of their moves were some a, a decent amount of their moves, especially at the beginning half of the match, were them throwing either Space Monkey, especially because he's such a little guy. Yeah. So it was, they were them throwing Space Monkey into other people. And that was part of the move. They basically used him as a monkey based uh, ballistic missile, which was very <laughs> creative. Oh, wait, and wait, very. Wait. I got it. Shove the monkey. <laughs> uh, the, 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 these gentlemen were very skilled at tossing their monkey. <laughs> well, also, That's my monkey. monkey. That's a euphemism <laughs> if I had no. well, well, also, Space Monkey was good at whacking his tail on the ring. Phrasing. Very, very Bianca Belair. <laughs> I have problems with that, mainly because, like, I don't know what kind of monkey he's meant to be, but that tail is too long to be remotely authentic. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. okay, ask anyone who's been near me at Wrestling Go. I have problems with animal wrestlers who aren't biologically accurate, like as poor B-Boy can attest. And it's not my fault that you're a biologically inaccurate motherfucker and you need to fix that. Bunny, you would be a very judgmental furry. I, I keep forgetting you're not talking about the local B-Boy. Oh god, no! I have made that mistake so many times. It got it got worse when BCW came over because they brought a bunch of Blue Underground guys, and they were like, "B Boy's coming." I'm like, "Holy shit!" They brought B Boy, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, no, it was B Boy, the guy who dresses up as a bee." <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, give him the give him the props for at least acknowledging his beedom. It's more than B Brian Blair ever did. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all the bees. All of the bees. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, just insane. Good flyer, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Lots of good turn rope stuff. Um, I was actually shocked by the finisher of this match. Uh, Cody Lane, uh, one of the big dudes on the team, uh, finished it with a 450 splash. And my notes here say he is too damn big to be it was doing actually 450. A, it was BMD oh. hit BMD hitting a, a 450 on Cody Lane. Oh, thank you. Sorry, I I got that mixed up. Uh, but yeah, that, BMD, one of the big dude, one of the big dudes. Given there's a lot, there were a lot of little guys running around in this. Any number of them could have done this. No, nah, they give it to the big hoss motherfucker in the ring, and he pulled it off very well. Yeah. I bet it hurt like a motherfucker, though. That's not a bump I'd want to take, necessarily. But, mm. yeah. Yeah, big man, big man splash to finish the match off. That's to say, that's, again, a nice way to, a very nice surprise, a surprising way to end a high-flying big spot fiesta sort of deal i again i enjoyed it even though it was a very chaotic match it was very hard to follow in places yeah it was a little bit hard to follow but it's decent but i think one of my favorite because there's one thing in this pay-per-view type of thing it had a lot of six man tag a 
lot of six, yeah, a lot of six man either tags or free for all. a scramble coming up next. Yep. Yeah, yeah I think sp- my favorite was the scramble, which we're going to be talking about. A bit. I love a good scramble. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But... Uh, about the scramble, um, can I just suggest like I know there's one person we all want to talk about a lot. Can I suggest we talk about everyone else first? And yes, yeah, yeah we, yes. We, we need to save our big. We need to save our precious boy. That actually reminds me. Uh, so, uh, we I want to do a segment each episode where we talk about one wrestler we hadn't we uh, either hadn't seen or hadn't seen much of that have impressed us. Oh yeah, we all know who it's going to be for this. But yeah. <laughs> I want everyone to pick a different one. So first, one oh to pick come on, up... that's not fair. <laughs> that is so not fair. Okay, okay. I'm, what I mean is, it's pretty fair. You can pick we, two. We you can pick that, for this show, though. Oh. I, know, I don't want us all picking him. Okay, that's fair. That's that's well, understandable. You can pick him and someone. Okay, okay. That's that's okay. That's a fair yes. compromise. Speaking of, it's the interpromotional scramble. Eric Cannon, vers- uh, representing f- uh, f- First Wrestling, that's F1 RST, versus Red Where Eagle. Where are they? Uh, I do not know, actually. I think they're I think they're Florida? I'm not oh, okay. thinking, thinking of Fest. Uh, Red Eagle from CTW Portugal versus Ethan Page from Black Label Pro. He had all the belts. Versus he o- did. Yeah, Ophidian from Demand Lucha versus Mike Verna from IWA Italy versus Mikey! Mikey! Just Mikey! From St. Louis Anarchy. This name was Mikey and nothing else. Oh! Oh my god, this Fucking guy. Dr. Mikey Mudo here. Yeah, no, he looked at, He came out running to the ring looking exactly like Dr. Mudo. He, he he looked like something that fell out of Weird Al Yankovic's ass in the 80s. <laughs> he looks like Dr. <laughs> Forrester. Yes, he, no, perfect. He looked exactly like Dr. Forrester. Even his tights he matched he his like color. He, he looked like he fell out of an Austin Powers movie. Yes! Yes! No, oh my like, god! In my notes, I put him as Dr. Robotnik's evil twin. I can see Oh it. god. Yeah, these are these are all apt. This dude with his, with, with his weird mustache and his big fucking insane white guy afro is that what you call it i don't know what you would call that i, I think you would call uh, it a elect- oh, no it's not a jufro electrocution hair <laughs> okay. electrocution well, we hair yes i don't think we know um, if he's jewish or not do we know i don't know but I don't, I don't know but um do we list all of the all of the wrestlers or yes, are we missing that is all of them i saved my oh, okay. last oh can i say uh quickly about um yes. the wrestler that had the power rangers mask on oh, for his entrance yeah. Oh yeah. He, he had a cool mask. It was like a, a cover snake, and I'm like, he's like a power ranger. And then all of a sudden, he removed it. There's a mask on top of the mask. I'm like, I prefer the other mask. This looks lame now. <laughs> oh, okay, see. Yeah, Hafidian's a cool guy. He's in Chikara. That's good yeah. shit. We'll be talking That's about Chikara he... later down the line. Mm. Yeah, Ophidian was actually pretty good. Um, the moments we got to see, the moments we got to see him during this match, he was very. Again, another high flyer dude, another uh, luchador style wrestler. Very, very good, talented stuff. Again, it's I would love to see him in a match that's not so chaotic. I'd love to see him on a, mm-hmm. just a nice one on one. Something. I'd like, I'd like a rematch with him and Red Eagle. Yeah, that would be great. Those two, as far as the like proficient wrestling goes, I'd say yeah, those two were probably the biggest standouts. Um, yep. Well, uh, I will say, sure. um, Mike Verner really impressed me. Yeah. 
You don't hear a lot about um, wrestling in Italy. The only Italian wrestler I know is Laura Di Matteo, and she had to go to England. Um, but yeah, this guy comes out of Italy. He he was really good. Like you know, he did some yeah. big bad I- shit. He bounced off Fiddy in a form of ropes, which was hilarious. Yes, he did. He, he bounced yeah. his legs onto the ropes and then slammed him. No, no, on yeah. all four sides. Yeah, yeah. yeah. all four sides he- and then slammed him. He went around to each rope, boing, to the another rope, boing, 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 boing and then finished his suplex. Oh, my, that Mike was Verna looks like a humongous Matt Seidel, and he fucking rules. Oh my yeah. god, Mike Verna's awesome. Yeah, no, everyone in this match beefy. was awesome. Yeah, I agree, absolutely. Say, Mike Verna, nice big beefy dude. Yeah, definitely. and there were there was one moment that was amazing. They were like, there was a big huge. A couple of them were climbing on top of each other, and then there was a tower slam on all of them. Oh, you the uh, yeah. oh the fucking doomsday crossbody. Yeah, yeah, that, that was yeah. Awesome. That was oh, yeah. awesome. And we very kept, nice move. And what the crash kept on bringing up throughout this whole thing was the rude Goldberg shit of how it came to be to make that happen. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's I, a thing in wrestling. Yeah, can you imagine how much time they spent rehearsing that particular move in order to pull that off? That's just, as someone who doesn't have much of a background in wrestling, I can't even imagine what it takes to plan, properly spot, properly execute a a move like that. Goddamn, just impressive shit. Just impressive, Um, showy, flash, good, showy, flashy, balls-out kind of wrestling. I enjoyed it. That was a very nice move. There's so much in this match. I think the one that pressed all of us, like we mentioned, like Mikey, because like so yeah. the match actually picked up when Mikey just came out into the ring and started to slam every single person. Oh. We're like, what the oh, hell? Oh god, yeah. I have it in my notes. Mikey is a body slamming machine. He body slammed Eric Cannon, he body slammed Ophidian, he body slammed Red Eagle. He couldn't body slam Mark Mike Verna or Ethan Page. Yeah. And then he he did the small dick motion. Yeah, I love he reached under because a body slam in order to do it, you, you do kind of got to uh, get up in the grunt. No, you literally have you to know, like dudes. you lift with the and, inner thigh. Uh, yes, yes. He tries to get in there and he can't do it to either one of them. So he backs up, looks at them both and does the you have a small penis little finger motion. And then they both just destroy him for it. They, yeah, they, they super kick him. And then after he gets super kicked, Mikey comes back and just slams them both, and then all of a sudden, the ref comes out of nowhere and starts to slam them, and then both Mikey, Verna, and Paige turn on the ref and they're like, what the hell, dude, you're not part of the match, and the ref's like, I'm sorry, I got caught up in the moment. Yeah, I've never seen that happen before. Just I've always what? seen that happen. Well, oh my god, what's the name of the wrestler from PWG that we both like? Um, Knox. Rick Knox, yeah. Rick Knox is the only person ref I've seen to do that shit. Yeah, like, and the thing is, it wasn't like, you know, Mikey was intimidating him. It wasn't like, you know, it was this um, build-up kind of thing. No, it, it was, was just, like, was a, just motion. out of nowhere. Yeah, it was just out of nowhere, like, body slam, body slam. And then the ref body slams Mikey. It's like, oh, oh, shit, I'm sorry. I just, I just, I, I was feeling it. I was feeling it. Ah. I was just going to say, it's kind of hard to be intimidated by a guy with Mikey's moustache. <laughs> well, actually, I I have it written down here. Uh, the commentators at one point uh, refer referred to Mikey as the big mustache on campus. Yep, and on his Twitter uh, at MikeyBMOC, he is referred to as the big time Margugliac. What? What is? I need to know what a Margugliac is. <laughs> I you know, like... it's something amazing. Probably. 
It sounds like a monster out of one of Kurt Vonnegut's novels. It's amazing. It sounds no. It sounds like a Doctor Seuss monster. It does. It does. No, that's the. It's fantastic. This you're the turtle, turtle versus the Margugliac. Like Mikey, whoever this guy is, whatever fucking planet he came from, I hope we get to see more of him. If Joey Janela is somehow listening, Joey, man, Spring Break Four, this guy's the next breakout. Put him with I mean, Orange Cassidy. Holy shit. Oh you imagine god. that? Oh. oh, that match. Oh. Oh god, that that's... Uh, Crash Buddy, you might want to... Deep breaths. <laughs> I'll be okay. I'll be okay. He's just so happy. I'm a little verklempt. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> uh, I'll, 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 I'll give you a topic. Dr. Muto was neither a doctor nor very Muto. Discuss. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this match was my favorite six way, uh, not six way, six person match of this. This was a good match. The winner was Red Eagle, which he did great. I liked every single person on this place. Also, I've seen Ethan Page wrestle for PWG stuff that Rosen showed me. Yeah. So it's like, I like this. Also, I forgot to mention in my notes that uh, Eric Cannon had a Misfits logo on him, and that made Crash happy. Yes, yeah, I happen to catch that. Yeah, very, uh, again, rock and roll guy. Always happy to see that. Big punk guy, too. So, yeah, I actually feel kind of bad because uh, Red Eagle uh, won the match. He actually had a very good show, too. He was the one who came out on top. But, man, again, we have the problem. There's so many people and so many other big factors about this match. Yeah, and fucking Mikey. How do you stand next to Mikey? (laughs) But, I, but, no, I, again, Red Eagle, uh, very, very good wrestler. Again, this guy is for, out of CTW from Portugal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Like, oof, we, we need to see more of him over here in the States because he, again, very good, very wonderfully executed Lucha-style wrestler. Yeah, hopefully but, him and Vernon uh, get more uh, more American bookings. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Well, uh, hard I mean, for them to shine in a match like this, but, yeah, they did stick out very well. Verna, Red Eagle, bring more of you guys over. Yeah, bring them to Australia for Bunny to see. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, if there's another family reunion show, like, you know, we could do a CGW versus, uh, I didn't catch Bunny's promotion, but, you know, bring more of you guys. Yeah. There you go. There you like, go. This one was a lot more better showing each per- one person, like, independently how they were instead of, like, being, like, a three-team against a three-team. Like, this was each independent person. You got to see how they did it. And it works so well. Agreed. Uh, before we go into the next match, can I just say the commentators? I don't know who they are, but they were really good. Yeah, the commentators mm, yeah. are great for the show. I, I again yeah. don't know who it is, but you still yeah. haven't found out. No, I never heard back. They are a mystery. Here's the, <laughs> my bar for commentary is really high because I'm used to Excalibur, and he's the greatest commentator <laughs> maybe ever. And a uh, sweet person. Yes, he loves my art. Rules. Uh, and he helped raise ten thousand dollars for abortion access. Oh, cool! Yeah, he was um, on the uh, WrestleSplania stream recently. Okay, yeah, I think I know who you're talking about there. Yeah, let's say good, a good guy, very good commentator. Yes, but yeah, no, for an indie fed, for an indie fed especially, yeah, these guys, this commentary team was on point. They were funny, they were clever, they never got too annoying, except for one part. Well, uh, we're, we'll, we'll, get we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that, but. And yeah, that wasn't overall. their fault. Yeah, not their fault at all. Not their fault at all. Yeah, I have here written here, uh, everyone in this ring fucking rules. 
Red Eagle wins with a bridging O'Connor roll. This was a great showcase match. I would agree. Yep. All heartedly. Anything else? Mm. Not for me. More more Mikey, please. More Mikey. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, all right. Match number four. The Four Nations, Jack Bonza and McMurray and Bell Pierce versus Caveman Ugg, Steph Delander, and Unsocial Jordan. Bunny, go! <laughs> yeah, this is this is gonna be Bunny's big talking match. So. I have in my notes is Bunny's match. Yes, oh, so do God. I. <laughs> yeah. Well, she, I like, like you, you straight up warned us. You straight up warned us. Oh, there's a ton of Australian wrestlers here. I'll handle. They're this. all Australian wrestlers. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> okay, so I hope you guys got the particular of the match because all I have written here is my people fuck shit up. <laughs> They, you know, they do. Indeed, yeah. they do. So, yeah, these are all PWA people. They are very nice people. And I'm not just saying that in the off chance that any of them are listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. I, I believe that. <laughs> anyway, um, so, yeah, the original match, as I recall, um, they had, it was a different um, team, the lineup. They had Robbie Eagles in it, and he couldn't make it because he had a, a different show I think so they swapped him out and they swapped in I think it was either Jordan or Steph and they rearranged the teams anyway so you've got the four nations who are essentially the military with grumpy drill fudge and uncle Bonza and your weird slightly unhinged uncle Mick that was definitely the vibe I got from Mick very Moretti is your cousin who gets into all kinds of crazy shit yes (laughs) He's, he's the one cousin you regret friending on Facebook (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> With Belle Pierce, who uh, I love that she actually got herself built from Coachella because that is amazing. Uh, yeah, that, that, that ruled. <laughs> normally she's built from Byron Bay, which is where a bunch of big music festivals happen. Ah, um, uh, yeah. But but an American crowd will totally get Coach, Coachella. That's Yeah, that's perfect. Up against the team of Unsocial Jordan, Steph Delander, which is a very odd combination, and Ugg. And the reason it's an odd combination is because Jordan is the leader of SMS, the borderline cult uh, internet. Well, it's slightly difficult. Anyway, um, Steph used to be in SMS, which wasn't mentioned because, you know, bit much to us the commentators to explain all that for one match but yeah so steph uh the artist formerly known as facebook was there as her new incarnation the python powerhouse steph is very very beefy she was yes yes she is she came out and she did kick a lot of ass this match she was a nice big power move wrestler really liked what she was throwing down Back when she was Facebook, she was uh, called the um, what was it? The powerhouse luchador. I I believe that. I wholeheartedly believe that. Yeah. And um, then you have also, Ugg, who is a troll. Continue, yeah. Crash. A cave, a cave <laughs> troll. No, I, I like yes. Jordan. Jordan has a bunch of YouTube logos He's all over his as being the Internet Explorer. I still don't know how he hasn't got sued for copyright. See, me I'm too. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> Google would totally slaughter him if they decided they wanted to take him to court for that. Joel on Social Jordan can get away with it. It's because the logos on there are blue while the YouTube ones are red so he can get away with that shit. Mm. It's legally distinct. I, which is the best kind of distinct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think those are my favorite uh, not kind of scrambles. Those are my second favorite 
for how well this was done. Like, I love my favorite parts were the handstand. I yeah. can't remember who was the handstand. I know the rep scale was there. Oh yeah, the hurricane Rana into a handstand. Yeah, like that was, uh, uh, I, Mick and Jordan. Yeah, basically, uh, I think like Unsocial Jordan does it, and then Rep Scaling does it, and I'm like, oh, I'm thinking of the Thomas Sanders vibe. I'm better than you. Mick does that spot a bunch of times. It's usually to freak people out. Yeah, I, it yeah. works too. Holy shit, I was not expecting to see that. <laughs> no. better when he had hair, but you know. It's- yeah. Yeah. I, I get it though. I get it though. Still, very, very, very impressive. Very impressive stuff. My. Um, Second favorite of the match was when Bell Pierce tried to do a glitter attack on Ugg, but it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. It does sometimes. I mean, hell, it worked on One Direction and they went mad. <laughs> uh, I'm so sad we won't be able to talk about One Direction to, uh, in this podcast. It's okay. Oh, they no, they, they no, weren't booked. Oh, did weekend. they break up? No, no, no. They just yeah. weren't booked Mania Weekend. What? Uh, well, oh, One Direction. Um, they had a earlier this year. They um, they were the number one contenders for the Four Nations, and they had a really good match, but they lost. And they said they were like going away to like get inspiration and shit. So they might be broken up, or they might, you know, come back in six months. And um, okay, for the people who might be listening to this who um, aren't as familiar with wrestling, we're talking about a a group of wrestlers called One Direction. Not yes. One Direction, One. Yes, the name One Direction. They're um, they're a bunch of they're a luchador boy band, and every single one of them is named One in kayfabe, tough, at least. Yeah. Tough one, funny one, romantic one, and giant one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Uh, oh no! Yeah. So I like that, even though the glitter didn't work. The glitter just remains throughout the oh. rest of the pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. so funny because the next couple of matches, the other two wrestlers, which they, they as the matches go on, they get more intense and they get a bit more serious, sort of minded. You know, the psychology is a lot more straightforward in a lot of the other matches, but they're still getting covered in the glitter from the last match. So it's totally... It totally... Oh, yeah, that was... Dude, fucking glitter. That shit gets Everywhere. 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 Oh, it's coarse and it's rough and it gets everywhere. Yeah, God pretty much. Um, <laughs> but there's also a great chop off against Jack and Ugg that was just like I was having flashbacks to Walter with Zack Saber Jr. from PWG. I'm like, I was there when I got introduced to Walter with the chops, and I could feel the pain of the chops. This was starting to feel like pain, but not that high. Yeah, I have it in my notes as trading titty slaps. They just—they spent a solid minute and a half just hitting each other in the tits as hard as they could. Just neon pink by the time they got done with it. Just neon pink. I just dropped a photo in the chat. It's David Storm's chest after Ugg was done with him at the last show. Oh, oh, oh good God. Oh, man. That is some raw beef on display there. It looks like someone just put, like, tenderized beef and slapped it on him. Oh, Um, crazy. Would you like a chop burger? (laughs) 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 Chop burger! You can get a grill of all. Huh. Meridi wins at the McMagic, and that ruled. And Casey, again, do not talk about grill of all until they start sponsoring us. I can't. Oh, 
They have to. They have to give back. I know you want to give. But they need to give back first. Yeah. We're broke millennials. Give us money, please. (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) Also, I put it here, the Rapscallion Glitter Edition. (laughs) Don't give him it, because he would totally do that. (laughs) Oh, my. I now want the Rapscallion to come up in his normal attire, but then it's just sparkly glitters and a sparkly top hat. Um, Anyone have anything to add about this match? I did want to say that I liked that the match ended in a big spectacular way, but then they had to make a big deal out of sweeping off all of Pierce's glitter from off the stage. They took forever sweeping off all that glitter, and even then they still didn't get it off. People, shit! One guy wasn't even sweeping, he's just taking an arm and trying to just push all of the glitter off. And so, it's like, I did it! Looks at his arm. No, because I've worked in retail. Glitter is a shit to get off. One time, I'll quickly say, my manager was working with with glitter for Christmas. Glitter went into her eye, and she had to get surgery to remove the glitter from her eye, and she lost like sight in her eye. Oh, and Jesus. And since, That's the worst. And since then, if there's any glitter items, she will not let, touch it and put it away. She would trust any one of us because she does not trust the glitter. I do not blame her one iota for that. Oof. Yeah. Glitter is dangerous. Remember that, kids? Glitter is pretty, but it can be dangerous. Okay. Yeah, you could have said that before I had a buff of glitter last night. (laughs) (laughs) You know that? uh, See, that's what, see, that's the edge that feds like czw are missing they need to re- replace the thumbtacks bring out the glitter if you're really hardcore <gasps> oh my god hardcore glitter match. anyway uh next match uh freelance wrestling showcase tag team match kylie uh, ray get into oh, the god. before we get into the really big thing let's just introduce all the nice people yes yeah. Uh, yes. Kylie Ray and uh, Isaias Velasquez versus Robert Anthony and Shotzi Blackheart with Frank the Clown. Clowns. Oh, the clown. Clowns. What the hell is the clown doing there? Oh my god. <laughs> I don't oh. know. I guess because... I guess we'll get to the clown, but oh. We'll get to it, but right before um, oh um, as, as Callie and I says, they're called the Aces of Freelance. Uh, basically, right before they come out, we're listening to the music. I'm like, is that the fucking Pokemon theme song? And it was. Yeah, they came out to the freaking Pokemon theme. Yeah, that's like oh. Kylie Ray's theme. Wow, the the stuff you can get away with in indie feds. I, I, love I know. It. I, know. I, I love Res- Like, I literally want Rosa to walk out to every Rose has a thorn. No, my, my song's a JoJo reference, of course it is. No, I want you to walk out to that. It no. makes sense. <laughs> No, but I will say, like, this was a nice tag team. Like, they played off each other, though um, I have, like, some of my notes on here. Um, I have in my notes here that Kylie Ray is basically, like, Bailey turned up to 11. Like, yeah, she and that's not a gimmick. Is- yeah, it's she's super peppy, super happy, super positive. She came out into the ring and was making, like, big smiley faces. She's called Smiley Kylie Ray. Oh, she is called Smiley Kylie Ray. Okay, so yeah, that that makes that makes perfect sense. Yeah, she's if you um aren't into happy, sunshiny, uh, friendly gimmicks, Kylie is probably going to be your kryptonite. Annoying. Oh my god, I want to see Kylie Ray and Jimmy Havoc now. Oh god! Whoa! Oh my god, that oh yes. no, we should, 
They should like Wait, tag. Wait, on. Isn't Carly Rae actually part of AEW? They both <gasps> are, yes! It could happen! Oh my oh god! Oh my god! I, I just, guys, I just thought of something. Mm. Kylie Wright and Jimmy Havoc are new updated version of Hot Topic. They, their tag team can be called Hot Topic. That works so well. That works amazing. Oh well. my god, that's so Cause good. Because they, they still have the rock and hardcore metal stuff, but they also are doing like some pop culture anime. Yeah. That would work so well. Oh my god. Cody, Cody are you listening to this? Cody, buddy, you gotta do this, man. Please. For all of our sakes, you gotta book this. Oh, that would be brilliant. If, uh, if and also, please just like give us a ten minute video of Kylie and Jimmy interacting. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my god! Can you imagine oh. her, her like? We're gonna do some team bonding. They go to a hot topic, and Jimmy's just like, "I've never been here before," and. <laughs> And it just, just has a fun time, and you do, they do a clothing montage together. You know what's crazy? He actually hadn't been to a Hot Topic until last year. Well, he is English. Yeah, they, they don't, they don't yeah, have Yeah, exactly. That's not, really an, that's not really a Britain thing. That is totally mm. us. Yep. We we, uh, as Americans, we apologize. Otherwise, we have Shotzi Blackheart and Robert Anthony. I've worked with Shotzi. She's cool. I've, yeah, yeah. Shotzi, actually, um, Sh Shotzi works a lot of Bizarro Lucha shows here in the Midwest. I've been meaning to catch those shows for a while now, but I haven't had the chance. So I really should. But yeah, um, this is actually my first chance uh, seeing Shotzi and Robert Anthony. And wow, they are very proficient. They are Sh crazy good wrestlers. Okay, I can say as, a, as a, one of the resident buyers here, she was fucking hot. Yeah, uh, I'll admit, yeah, Shotzi Blackheart just... Yeah, she she's like an eleven out of ten. Yes, yeah, uh, I'll admit that. I'll admit that. Yeah, she's just absolutely smoking. But yeah, I, but also crazy good wrestler too. Crashy like, would hate yeah. her boyfriend. He's a clown. What's that? Oh, for not, real? Not Frank. Not Frank. Trip Cassidy. Oh, He's part of the Carnies. Oh, uh, I, I I actually have somewhat of a clown phobia. Yeah, for those that's, of you that's that what don't I meant. Like, so it's like oh yeah he yeah there's uh the ringleader uh Nick Iggy. The uh, dog-faced gremlin, uh, or not dog-faced gremlin, dog-faced dog gargoyle. Face, uh, Rick, Rick Steiner? Not Rick Steiner. The dog-faced <laughs> gargoyle, Carrie Awful, and uh, the clown, Trip Cassidy. Yeah, I, I am so not into clowns. Uh, at one point, for Frank the Clown during this match, the crowd just absolutely turns on him and chants of, fuck that clown, fuck that clown. Well, they were always not on Started the side. going on. Yeah. Now, when I those chants started up, I marked out super hard because, yeah, nobody fuck likes him. What was he even doing there? I, um, he, oh, no, he was there to try and do interference when the ref wasn't looking, but that didn't happen. And they did, uh, uh, the clown got super kicked, though. But also, apparently, Frank, Frank the Clown had, like, spikes on his shoe and tried to hit Kylie with it, but she ducks. And the clown hits Robert Anthony. Clown down! Clown down! <laughs> yeah, like, and then, like, I put in my notes here when the audience was saying, fuck that clown, and Benny was like, no one wants to fuck the clown. Except well, no, you say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah I, I've been on DeviantArt enough times to know that's not true. Well, no, she, <laughs> oh, he's, right. he's, he mainly right. got prominence by being the ex of Noel Foley. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, and he was honey. featured on uh, anyway, Mick Foley's TV show. Anyway. Well, we've covered the match pretty well. I think we've given everyone, you know, a decent shout-out. So here's the giant motherfucking elf in the room. 
I was just going to say Kylie this. Kylie Ray's shirt. What in the goddamn fuck were you thinking? Holy fuck, that shirt was terrible. It was scary. It was that weird looking. That shirt stared looking. at me the whole time. That shirt was uh, looking through the internet and time okay. and staring at me. Okay, okay. for those that yeah, really go. don't know, um, Kylie Ray had her wrestling attire. It was ni- a nice blue color. Everything looked nice. And then on her top, it was an anime smiley face with anime eyes, the nose, the happy mouth. And I'm like, bad choice. You just look up a picture of Kylie Ray. Uh, It's the same. Yeah. It's it's her outfit. Is is that like her permanent? She wears that on every match? It's in her AEW photos. Oh, oh, like, um, oh, God, because that's the thing. There's so much good about Kylie Ray. She's a great wrestler. She's got a great gimmick. She's got a great charisma. But holy shit, her costume is just, uh, I like, God, it's like Astro Boy implanted himself in a woman's chest and is staring at you through the whole match. Just fucking 50s ass anime titties. No, 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 no. Nobody's asking for that. I figured it out. I figured it out. It's Marshy. Oh no! It's fucking oh, Marshy. Oh no! I will. That is not an image I wanted in my head, Rose. Is it? No. It's Marshy the Marshmallow from Homestar Runner. I know. Have you seen those cartoons? Marshy's fucking weird. I'm an abomination, and I'm coming to your house after school. I'm on a wrestler's titties. I will destroy you. <laughs> Kylie, you seem like a nice person. You're an extremely talented wrestler. Please buy a new top. I I will pay for a new top. Her her normal one is in yellow, if that helps. No, not really. I hate yellow, but I'll, I'll, I'll take yellow over that abomination. Yeah, just uh, and it's such it's such a petty weird detail to get hung up on, but it just again it was staring at us staring in the face the me. whole time. Any time she was in the ring, it was just like hi. Okay, actually, I do know why she did it. Uh, why she had to do it. Hmm. Her normal top is Pikachu. Oh. oh. Okay. Yeah. You know Nintendo will sue. Yeah, that's why yeah. she had to change it. Oh. Okay. Oh. Do you have anything else to say on this match? There was one spot where Shotzi seemed to, like, she did something on the ropes and I think she slipped and she looked like she hurt her leg. Oh, no. Yeah, she, oh, uh, yeah, when she got her, her leg caught in the she, top she, rope. You no, know, she shiranui'd uh, Isaiah's off the off the apron and clipped her leg on the top rope. Yeah, yeah. That, that, looked, that looked brutal. Oh, that did not look like fun. Yeah. I will put in my notes that there was a moment where Shantae kicked Isaiah's in the Shotzi. nuts, Shotzi, Shotzi put, kept uh, Isaiah's in the nuts and then posed. Shantae Blackheart. Then, yeah, it was like yeah. I remember Crashy saying, "That's my, this. She's my new favorite." <laughs> Wait till you yeah, no, I, ha- I have that in my I have that in my in my notes too. Good match. I don't have anything else I need to say. Just um, yeah, uh, I have yeah. Ky- Kylie. Please buy a new top. I have written here Kylie and Isaiah's <laughs> double tap out Shotzi and Robert. Pretty good match. Clown and I tits aside. That double tap out was a nice finisher too Match number 6 AC Mack versus Fred Yehi For AC Mack's Action Wrestling Championship Action Wrestling Georgia Yes Action, Yeah, Action Wrestling Georgia um, Let's see 
Casey thought that Yehi, Fred Yehi looked like uh, Josuke Higashikata. So, Black Josuke. Blosuke. <laughs> oh, why did you put that in your um, notes? You know why I put it in your notes, because it was fucking funny. <laughs> um, AC Mac, I'm not sure what his... Like, he looked like a SWAT team guy who, like, he, his... Fr- like, he got, um, what's the word? Yeah, like, it's like the rest of the SWAT team thought it'd be funny to, like, wrap him in a roll of caution tape. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that, too. But uh, I could say, honestly, AC Mac was still cool. Yeah, I like AC Mac. And what's funny is, uh, as we're recording this, a uh, friend of the show, uh, Ashley Leckwold, is actually at a show with AC Mac on it. Oh! Oh, no shit. Yeah. Hmm. I-, I told her, uh, if you see him after the show, tell him we're talking about him, how awesome he is. <laughs> Yeah, dude was good on them. He was good on the mic. Yeah, yeah, good heel. Um, he got, he, he got a very nice heel promo. Yeah, he let the poor announcer who was announcing just hold the bell. He's like, hold it higher, and uh, the announcer's just like, hi. It's just like he's trying. And Stacey Mac just introduces himself. He's like, and we're like, do you you really are shaking all your measurements and your weight? You're so proud of yourself how much you're saying it. Let's see. Uh... I, I have here written in all caps, DICKHOLD! Yeah, yeah that is that is the very first thing I have in my notes, too. Yay high goes right for the dick. The old, I put the old dick flare grab dick of hold. doom. Yeah. Mine is dick grab of doom on my notes. I like yours better, Casey, yes. yeah. But yeah, it's, it's an old Ric Flair well, move. Ah. Uh, if, if I may, um... See, before this, I'd heard of Yehi um, on Evolve shows. The thing was, I'd only ever seen his name written, not pronounced, because I hadn't actually watched the Evolve shows. Yeah. So I, I thought it was pronounced Yehi. So when I heard it was pronounced Yehi, I was like, I, I, is that a gimmick? And then Rose was like, no, that's his actual name. And he was billed as angry, pissed off, and short, which is hilarious because, you know, I'm short. Yeah. He's not short. Trust me. He's, he's Yehi. He, yeah. he's, he's not short. Yeah, he's Yehi. <laughs> <laughs> Like, how is that not his gimmick? No, I'm, I'm just amazed. It's actual. It's his actual fucking name. Well, it's not the first time uh, some people have the... Yeah, it's like sometimes it's not the first time people have a last name that relates to something. There are people out there with the last name of table or desk. Oh, I know. Or, I know. It's yeah, just, yeah, it, it, wasn't it's, Rick Rude actually Rick Rude? It was actually Richard Rude, name? yeah. By the way, yeah, a bit of a so. thing. Uh, I've always thought that Ricky Steamboat's name was kind of disappointing. Only Richard because, Blood. Only Richard because his actual name is Blood. Richard fucking Blood. You, wow. know that was, you know that was a Vince decision. Well, no, he, this is before was... Vince. Oh, really? Yeah, he, oh, he went wow. with Ricky Steamboat to begin with. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, Ricky Steamboat's really old school. That's <laughs> Forgive a, my ignorance. Like, Richard Blood, that's a name. Maybe he worried, yeah. it, maybe he worried it was too... He, people think it was too cliché. Plus, or maybe too, maybe too hardcore. Too We're heelish. talking like seventies. Yeah, he was, too a, he was a big yeah. face. So. He he was a yeah. He wasn't. Steamboat was more of a face wrestler. Yeah, he was. A, he was the ultimate face. Yeah, still yeah. Lo- so, I saw him like, at Starcast. He still looks fucking amazing for his age. Really? Like Oof. compared to Greg the Hammer, he yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, Ricky Steamboat was a fucking carved out of marble from the very beginning. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, and he can still go. Like but, I, I've seen him a few years ago. He did uh, some Ring of Honor stuff, just throwing arm drags and shit. Wow, man, good for him. Good for Steamboat, man. Hell yeah, that's a cool, dude. Uh, yeah, um, AC Mac busted out some move variants I've never seen. I wish I wrote them down, but they were like, this is a really good match. And Yehi had a this is a way better Yehi match than his PWG match. 
hopefully he'll get another one because of this. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, it, it was a very, very good match. A lot of build. I remember one of the big parts we kept uh, talking about was a uh, Max Finisher. The Max kept 10. trying to say, yeah, the Mac Ten, which is a great name for it, by the way. I love that. But um, we we were disappointed that it wasn't Mac the Knife. Yeah, uh, no, that, that's Did a finisher he... for a jackknife powerbomb. Yeah, like, see, he needs Mac to at least Mac Buddy. If you're listening, you gotta name move Mac the Knife. You need at least one move called Mac the Knife. I don't even care what it is. I'm a tweet is but... at him right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, no, big match, lots of good build, lots of good suspenseful moments. He kept setting up his finisher, which was weird because he would like put the guy put the guy's head between his legs. Uh, giggity. And um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. <laughs> he, he, would, but he would do that. Then he would hook um, his left arm through his right arm and vice versa in a weird sort of crabby sort of hold motion. The cross arm he hold. tried that. A cross arm hold, basically. It was weird and looked a little awkward and complicated. It was like, ooh, what is he setting up? He tried that like two or three times during the match. And like when we finally get to the end of it and he's able to pull it off, like we're finally able to see what this Mac 10 is, it's just a pedigree. Uh, there was one moment during the match where Fred just picks up AC Mac, starts swinging him around. Oh, yeah. I think uh, I, I started going, you swing my hand right, baby, right round. And he just kept going and going, and then, bam. There was also one moment where uh, Fred Yehai actually tries to use the belt as a weapon, but the ref takes it, and while the ref takes it, um, AC Mac did a dick, dick shot. Dick shot! Dick shot. More dick shots. Oof. <laughs> just so many dick shots. Also, I just like, tweeted to AC like, Mac, and pinned is his debut of the Mac Ten, and some for, someone's first comment is so the pedigree, and yeah, and his response the, is just watch it again. <laughs> it it is a variant. It's a variant. It's not a straight up Triple H ass pedigree. It, he does his uh, own thing with it. I do, I do kind of like how Mac Ten has a little catchphrase. He screams to the crowd before doing it. What you give me. You know that that's a nice yeah. touch. It's it's got it's got way more character than a pedigree. I will certainly give it that. But as far as like the actual move, what happens in it, it's a pedigree. You know, it's 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 fine. You know, a pedigree is a fine finisher. You know, but it's you know. There, I fixed um, it. <laughs> yeah. I will also say the glitter still remained during this match. Yeah, it, it, I never, have that in my notes too. Yeah, it's never again, going this away. was. Yeah, that was this was one of those matches that was more intense. It was more physical. Like it was, you know, it was much more psychologically kind of serious-minded matches. Match this; these two were trying to go at each other. This was a legit kind of throwdown. But they're covered in glitter the whole time. So That's how you know it's serious. Away from it, yeah. So it's they, like they, this. This is like tough and serious, and then there's just the glitter. You're like, I can't take you serious. I think you, we know who the booker was. Steffi Love. <laughs> except for the slight um, disappointment in finding out that his finisher is just a pedigree. Um, no, overall, great match. Um, a bit of a damp squib for a closing, but um, no, it was still very technically very technically sound, very uh, very big match, very like very entertaining bouts. Yehai put on a great show. Mac, AC Mac, definitely a guy 
I'll be keeping my eyes on. I don't yeah, know anytime you can do stuff yeah. that I've never seen before, that's a that's a win in my book. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely, very interesting. They're two good workers working a damn good match. Hell yeah, that was a good match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got that the whole you know short and angry going on. You want to meet someone who's really short and angry? I'll introduce him to Kingsley, but no one's going to get that joke. So go on, Casey. <laughs> I I think we will say that yes, AC does retain. Though I'm, I really hope we get to see more of these two because there there's so much potential yeah. with them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, but we are also coming to the one tag team match that was um, the worst. Not because of any of the fault. Yeah, yeah not yeah. because of anyone in the ring. No. Okay, uh, so before we get to before we get to that one, okay, this was Women's Wrestling Revolution, Solo Darling and Chris Statlander versus Shasta McKenzie and Jessica Troy, aka my Australian people. Yes. Now the problem with this match was all of the people involved were excellent wrestlers, truly good people who are doing an excellent job. Unfortunately, we had Kimba fucking Lee on commentary, and she was terrible. Yeah, oh I, I don't really like Kimba Lee, but goddamn, this was like she. she yeah. The thing is, okay, I, th- I think I can help with this a little bit because, again, I'm the big mark here. I don't know a lot of these people. I don't know a lot of the situations here. I don't know who the hell Kimber. I didn't know who the hell Kimberly even was. She comes out on commentary, and um, basically the whole time on commentary, Kimber is talking about her lead-up to this particular match. She was apparently supposed to be in the match, but uh, something happened, which we don't even get a clear clarification as to what it was uh, that happened to we, her. We actually did. Oh, okay. It was that she um, attacked Chris Atlander, who she was supposed to be teaming with. Oh, okay. All right, well... Well, you could have missed it with as much as she rambles on. Um, but, but, any, but you know, Kimberly comes on, talks about a bunch of story and stuff that the audience, us, we didn't get to see any of this background. And they go on and on and on. And in, in the meantime, uh, these two tag teams, Chris Solo and Jessica and Shaza, are putting on a hell of a match. Like, the notes I have here for the match were very, very good. Um I've got like an inverted, a cool inverted tombstone from Tolo, from Tolo, Solo, excuse me. Um, <laughs> I think it was Chris who did a stunner with the splits. No, that was Shazza. That was Shazza. Thank you. No, Shazza. Oh, the Shaztastic stunner. Oh, that's nice. I like that. Uh, no, stunner with the splits. A good wrestling match going on, but the commentary here completely kills it because they don't focus on the match. They no. are. You know what would have solved this? Mm. Take out Kimberly and have it be a backstage promo. Yeah. See, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what this should have been. I mean, was... hell, have have Kimber come to the ring afterwards would have worked perfectly fine. Yeah. Well, the thing yeah. is, she did come to the ring afterwards, and she was just yelling at a uh, like Chris, at Chris and Solo. But we don't know what she's yelling about, and then yeah. it just ends. Yeah, yeah, no. She that's... didn't get in the ring. She didn't have a microphone. She wasn't even that visible. So we have no idea what the hell anyone was saying. We have no context. We have no information. It was stupid. It was pointless. Yeah, let's yeah. say like if you're gonna do something with Kimberly and have her be like a big sort of crux to this whole angle, have her come out and do something. She came out, took over the commentary, contributed absolutely nothing, took away from the match. As a matter of fact, yeah. And the one and the one moment she has to actually come in and justify her entire presence there, uh, she's slightly off screen. 
and we're not going to mic her. So it's just, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, that could have been, I mean, it could have been Kimberly shouting those things, or it could have been a drunk hobo out of the side <laughs> of it. You, Kimberly's role could have been hired off of the street for $5 and a bottle of wild Irish rose. Kimber, you're not pulling your weight here. This one was one that I got more distracted by Kimberly's commentary that it made me not pay attention to the match, which kind of sucks. Because, like, these are four wonderful ladies that I would love to see, but the commentary from Kimberly just destroyed it for me. The good news is that we're going to be seeing more of them. Well, not the same format, but we're going to see more of them. Uh, individually, so you've got Solo Darling, who both in, tell us about Solo. Uh, I like Solo. She, uh, her gimmick is basically Sugar Popeye. Has anyone put her up against Orange? Um, maybe. That would be cool. Yeah, there's a good match. Popeye versus Popeye. I'm down with that. Uh, otherwise you have Chris Statlander, who is an alien, and for the record, I demand to see Chris Statlander versus Jomi Exo. Just two aliens. Ooh. I demand to see this. Uh, otherwise, Chris, um, no offense, mate, but your gear kind of sucks. The gear? Yeah, was she, was she the one with the weird sort of, uh, like, sky oh, I have purple-ish kind she of She was wearing, thing? A, like, cosmic gear, and it reminded me of yeah. AR Fox and his space pants! Like I peaked the mic. There. They were yeah, space pants. Was cosmic. No, but seriously, <laughs> like I've seen that kind of pattern like on sale in the shitty markets, and it's like, dude, you yeah. go with a more sci-fi theme or fantasy theme, just something that doesn't look cheap. Her gear mm-hmm. did. Her gear did look like it was something ripped from the side of a panel van. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I got to admit, yeah. Uh, weird gear throughout this entire show. I'll definitely say that. Some weird gear we definitely saw, but... Oh, God, we uh, haven't even no, good, the good. one yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have Shaz McKenzie, who is one of Australia's most well-known female um, wrestlers, alongside Madison Eagles, Kellyanne, several others. Uh... And we have Jessica Troy, who is another member of the Four Nations. She is the Purple Nation in this, uh, in this sense. Very nice person and also very good at breaking people's arms. That is certainly a skill you would need in professional wrestling. I will <laughs> say one thing in my notes from the match that I did pay attention, that the commentary didn't distract me, was there was a moment there was a weird like throat chop. For some of the ladies, I'm like, oh, that's painful. Then a chest chop. Mm. Like, it was just a, uh, the way they did it was in an awkward way. And I'm like, ugh. I can't imagine being chopped in the throat would be like. Painful. Not good. Very painful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. So yeah I, I, I think that wraps that up pretty well. Yeah, How about Chris we move Tatler on to the next the match? win with the Querno Killer. Pretty good match, aside from Kimber. Making it about herself, and there she is. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Moving on yeah. from one low light of the show to the other, which there's only two low lights, and they're both non no no one in the ring. We have the well, southern southern urban prep subgraphs underground pro. So thank you. Southern, <laughs> I knew it was, it was other urban or underground southern underground pro uh, showcase. Sad conf, which is Kevin Koo and Dominic Garini, and Brett Ison versus Cabana Man Dan, Mister Brickster. 
and O'Shea Edwards. Before think, we get there, um, yeah. Sorry. Before we get there, I agree with Bunny. Yes, yeah. yeah like my I know, first I know note where is, this is going. My first note is this announcer sucks. Holy God, this guy needs a chill pill. Yeah, the, the announcer for th- for like the last yeah, righteous Jesse or aka Sub Craps, as he's called. He yells so much that. I actually thought he was going to pass out from not breathing in like, from all his yeah. yelling. He's directly into the mic. Like it, it was, it was unintelligible. He was screaming that kind of ugly scream where your voice actually cracks because you're screaming yeah. so loud. He was basically, what's his face? Um, Van down by the river guy. Oh, Matt Foley. Chris Matt Foley. Pa- yeah, Matt. He was Matt Foley from the old SNL sketch. In this corner, we have an assignment. Oh my God! Stop, Matt. Crash! You're Stop editing. Crash! Matt. That's it. You're editing this. God damn it! God, now I'm thinking. Has there ever been anyone who has been billed as being from a van down by the river? <laughs> Not yet. We had Ugg being billed as being from uh, the third cave the on the left. The fourth cave on the left. Maybe Jake the Snake during his rough years. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, is, that t- is, that, is that in poor taste? No, he's I fine now. I, okay, I, I, yeah. I, he, he's able to laugh about it, I think, now. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I, but, yeah. real quick, I want to give a shout out to Jake the Snake because uh, he... Crash, you saw the end of Double or Nothing, right? Like, you saw what happened? I didn't actually know. Uh, well, John don't Moxley spoil it for show. me either. It's it's not it's not a match result. It's just okay. appearing at the end. John Moxley, okay. a, a, the former Dean Ambrose, showed up. Oh, oh yeah, I, I do know that much. Yeah. I do know that. Much. And so he hits yeah. the dirt, dirty deeds on uh, uh, on the ref, on Jericho, and on Kenny, and throws Kenny off the big chips. Mm. But oh, yes. uh, Jake the Snake was like, Moxley's DDT is already better than Ambrose, but still, I want to talk with him to help him really get it really perfected and i think that is the right mentality for older wrestlers to have to be like you're doing good but i want to help you to be that much better instead of being like ah you suck back in my day blah 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 yeah that is that is i feel the the best mentality to have yeah very classy very classy of them but yeah ratchets jesse lay off the mess (laughs) Yes. Yeah. yeah, we all agreed. This dude, please. I will say, um, I want to introduce a segment that I totally did not rip off from OSW. Uh-oh. Well, ice cream flavors extravaganza! <laughs> Mr. Brickster, the type of flavor ice cream that he is, is a spumoni, a gelato done in a polenta style with vanilla, strawberries, and pistachios. Because look at his suit. White, pink, and green, you yeah. see it. It's yeah. uh, he is a total gelato, but then you just dump the edible Lego bricks onto it. Mr. Brickster, who you who you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> I have written here. He looks like a nasty boy crossed with badass Billy Gunn, and with the with yeah the, with the gear of high energy Owen Hart. Yeah, he looks yeah. like Owen Hart to me. I, I have I have that basically in my notes too. Here's what I have. Mr. Brickster is wearing Billy Gunn's tights, looks like Nasty Boy Skaggs, wrestles like Coco Beware. This man is a one-man OSW boy stable. <laughs> Again, not to rip off OSW, we apologize, guys. Well, but we're giving them a yeah, shout-out no, at the this, end, anyway. This guy is a boy. This guy is several boys. I mean, yeah. 
OSW, come on our show. We are basically nobody, but we'll be happy to have you. Uh, I'd seen Kevin so, Koo before and Dominic Garini from Bloodsport. They were impressive. Yeah. Uh, if, we're, if we're on the subject of gear, O'Shea Edwards, good wrestler. Yeah. Very good Fucking wrestler. Uh, badass. Very good. Very badass. Oh, yeah, just fierce, ferocious. Yeah. Needs a new yeah. color Unfortun- scheme. Yeah, unfortunately, Mr. Edwards, uh, his color scheme was purple and gold. It did not look good on him. And the, the exact same shade of purple and gold as King Mabel. Yeah, it reminded me so much of Men on a Mission. It was so... Again, like, man, that team had some very weird gear going on. The color schemes... It, it was not hard to tell who was who. Cabana Man yeah. Dan, though. Uh, I love when? his gimmick. Oh, uh, he, he... Like, he was... Like, like very energetic pool boy is a weird gimmick to carry. But he does carry it very well. I'll, I will certainly give him that. I have, like, five things written in all caps in a row. From Dominic Garini, Dat Sleeper. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, he, there was an uh, amazing counter into a sleeper hold. Like, he grabbed him out of midair. Yeah. Uh, big Man Moonsault from O'Shea Edwards. Oh, yeah. That shot. Again, these big guys with the aerial moves. That's I was not expecting that. Oh, And O'Shea's like a beast, too. He's like huge. Yeah, we need to see, yeah, we need to see more of uh, everyone in this match. Uh, yeah. Dr. Champa, because uh, I think it was Kevin Koo hit a doctor bomb into a Project Champa. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, a term I'm trying to get over, power nipples activated. <laughs> Basically, when a wrestler, oh, yeah, uh, when, when a wrestler in yeah. a singlet pulls down the straps, I call that activating power nipples. No, I saw yeah. Mr. Brickster taking oh, those God. parts off his tights off, and, I'll, and we're, me, I think I was like, don't strip. On the subject of power nipples, there's something I'm going to show you guys later that will make you all laugh your asses off. But uh, otherwise, yeah, I had okay. Kevin Koo down as I had Kevin Koo down as Abel Chino Moreno. Yeah, no, I I I remember you saying that you while we were watching it. I was like, yeah, is. you Deftones, you Deftones oh. fans will definitely appreciate this guy. And then uh, my final caps notes is uh, La Chancla. La Chancla! How can we forget La Chancla? For those oh. who don't know, in Mexican culture, La Chancla is, uh, like, your your grandma would would beat you with a sandal uh, if, you, if you were acting up. And I, I well, let's be that. real. It's a flip-flop. Yeah, flip-flop. He Same used thing. flip-flops. Yeah. They usually I'll refrain, from, I'll refrain from saying what we Australians call them. Yep. Bongs? Yep. Yep, they're they're, I, they're called that here, but just not as often. Yeah, uh, I have them in my notes. It's a flip flop chop, and when we we're watching this, Crash was like, "No, they're flip flops. They're flip flops." Yeah. yeah, I was so like, "What the hell are you even doing?" And then but I, I, and then I see. Okay, it. I am a filthy gringo. I yeah. was not aware of <laughs> of the. I was not aware of the wrath of the chancla of la chancla. Our, 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 of La Chancla, our our mutual uh, Mexican friend uh, filled me in yes, on the Tifa, wrath. Thank you, of Tifa, La for that information. Yeah. Yes, yeah, thank you very like, much, Tifa. Yes, thank you, Tifa. Well, also, Crash. A big example of this is shown in uh, Disney Pixar's Coco, which shows how dangerous that could be too. Still need to see uh, it. I haven't seen that movie yet, though. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, Cabana Man Dan pins Kevin Koo with Shiranui. This match ruled. Yeah, it was a oh. very good match. Very good. Uh, match. Else wanna... Um, I will say it started off slow, but it picked up pretty good. Also, there was a moment that O'Shea uh, slam. I can't remember who he slammed, but he slammed someone 
onto the ring. The ring shook, and I'm like, oh my god. The ring shook in a way that it shouldn't, and I felt like it was going to collapse. Yeah, no. Again, these these big guys just throwing this beef around like they're luchadors. It's like, yeah, I'm surprised they didn't do more more major damage to the ring. But man, that just goes to show you that proficiency in these wrestlers here. God I once damn. saw a match Excellent between uh, Keith Lee, Walter, and Jonah Rock, and I'm amazed the ring didn't break there. Ooh. Jesus. Ooh. Oh, I also, there's one thing in my notes. Oh my god, I can't believe I have to say this. Say no, I can say I can say it if you want to. Casey. Is this about Brixton having a photo? Yes! <laughs> yes! Because yes! I was going to say it! That's in my notes too! <laughs> Yeah, I, I was just watching it, and all of a sudden I noticed it, and I actually can't unsee it. No, he uh after after uh the after Brickster O'Shea and Cabana won the match, Brickster you know he's he's up on the turnbuckle going yeah you know he's doing his winning pose, and we all noticed uh his tights. Brickster's got a boner. Brickster's got a boner. It was a you know it was a at war at. It was a solid third chub. It was a, it was not a half chub, but it was a noticeable <laughs> amount of chub that was under. I would what say chub? under under fifty percent chub, above thirty percent chub. We are dealing with a decent amount of chub. He re- he really had fun during this match. <laughs> Let's move on to the main event before Casey dies. <laughs> Sorry, Casey. I can't believe we had to talk about this on our first podcast. <laughs> we're setting the tone, baby. <laughs> our our first T-shirt is going to be thirty six percent chub. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just going to be Mikey. Oh yeah, we, <laughs> we no, need to team up with Mikey. Oh my god. No, no. No, we I have do. an idea. All four of us, like, in our own interpretation of Mikey. Oh. <laughs> oh, that yeah, would be brilliant. Um, like, we're just wearing this giant wig, so we have, like, the fake glasses on and fake mustaches. <laughs> also, yeah, um, match number nine, our main event. Uh, last man standing match, Gary J versus Jake Parnell. Now, uh, this is apparently a pretty big feud that I have um, uh, some information on. Give me one moment to pull that up. Yes, uh, just for the record, this is uh, St. Louis Anarchy. It's St. Louis Anarchy, yes. Uh, this information comes from uh, at, at McDraybean on Twitter. Uh, and I'm just going to quote verbatim. <clears throat> Y'all, it's a war. Very good. Spans multiple promotions. Several war horse memes. A few pay-per-views. Uh, honestly, one of my favorite stories in the... I am my goat... It probably means in the world, and my go-to feud to start people on when they're first getting interested in the Illinois and St. Louis wrestling scene. Uh, I'm not sure where they first faced each other, but the feud really picks up around here. That's referring to January 2018, where Gary J ripped uh, Jake Parnell's mouth open with a turnbuckle. Uh, that is the hook on the end of the turnbuckle. Yes. He didn't just like put the actual turnbuckle in his mouth. No, like- the actual steel uh- hook. Put it in his he mouth, went, threw yeah. him over the remaining ropes. I got an idea. He went uh, fishing. He, he literally went He went fishing for wrestlers. Yes, he did. <laughs> this bitch yeah. empty. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, and and the picks from that. Oh, the before oh, yeah. and after picks. That's why I'm not oh. fucking showing it, even if we were a video podcast. Yeah. See, I don't, yeah. 
Oh yeah, I saw part of it. Don't and I don't see Twitter more. if you want. Look at your own risk. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's gruesome. I would not recommend looking this unless you looking this up unless you have a very strong stomach. But yeah, that that's the that's the kind of hardcore match that you just. Ugh. Dude's got like, a massive like scar on his face, and it's like shaped like a fucking question mark now. Yeah, I mean that that is like the worst fish hook I've ever seen in my life. Just oh, very 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 scary stuff. So yeah, this feud that's going on legit legit with a capital legit so up here, uh, <laughs> that was in zero one glory pros one anniversary show they had a big match there um time and time again they had a, a uh, steel cage match in zero one they had a two and three falls match in st louis anarchy uh basically these crazy motherfuckers have a legit blood feud against each other it and in no ring no no ring matches Chair matches, cage matches, venue matches. Oh, 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 I read that wrong. And no ring, <laughs> chair, cage, venue is safe. Wow. Oh, right. Wow. The, the Do we know? We don't know. I don't think we know what they're feuding over. No, we don't know. Maybe it was just the, the fish hook incident. I mean, that would be enough. I mean, God, mm. that's such, that was such a grisly sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah? I, I, I'd start a feud with somebody who did that to me. Holy shit. Dude, oh. he had 40 stitches inside his mouth and outside. We don't know how, but we can kind of guess how. But yeah, also the guy who was yelling, I did it announce again, and we're like, shut up. Oh, yeah. To end, yeah. So, uh, yeah. fucking... We got Jake Parnell, the war horse, who uh, he he wears horse skulls on his on his gear. Casey thought it was the Reaper mask. Well, it kind of looks similar to the Reaper's mask from Overwatch. Yeah, it's, but it was it's a horse skull. It's he looks like a comic book character. Yeah, yeah, I got I got that vibe from him. For a main event match, he looked like he was ready for business. So, oh yeah, had, uh, I love uh, that club. Angry Sami Zayn. Yeah, angry Sami Zayn. I agree. Angry tattooed Sami Zayn, aka Gary J, who he had, he didn't go as super flashy. He had a cape, but it had a, a, a cat skull on it. He had like a flag thingy. Apparently, the leader of the Gary J movement. Yeah, but his entrance got delayed a bit because we were waiting and waiting and we're waiting. I'm but waiting. then, and then the music came, and we're like, okay. I forget what was. Oh, his theme was a uh, Metallica. Wasn't no, it? that was Jake no. Parnell's was mistake. No, that that was Gar- yeah, my mistake. Um, Gary oh, no, he was, was the Joker and the Thief. Yeah, Joker and the Thief from uh, Wolf Mother. Mm. Yeah, Jay calls himself the Stiff Robo Ginger, which is like, you know what, Warhorse. That's a good name. It's a decent nickname. It's catchy. It makes you. It, it's like a good reminder. But the Stiff Robo Ginger, the fuck. Yeah, that it's. Like, there's an innuendo there you want to make, but you're not even sure where to begin. You know? It's like, uh, it's too much at once. It's stiff, robo, ginger, like... I just I, wrote down king of uh, stiff style. Yeah, yeah I, had, I had king of bonus style. <laughs> Mr. Brister? Uh, <laughs> no, he's the, he's, the, he's the king of chub style. Damn it! <laughs> Everyone stop tormenting Casey. Yes, yeah, so, I'm, uh, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is going to be a recurring thing for the rest I, I, of I, 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 pro- 
I promise I won't say the C word anymore today. <laughs> oh, come on. It'll be a future stuff. I, I promise the I won't problem, say the C, I Casey, the I won't say the C word anymore on a today. Trash Thompson. Sorry. Casey, the problem is that you're on a podcast with two guys and an Australian. That's going to be a lot of dick jokes. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Case, oh. you are a little bit outnumbered here. Yay. I promise I'll lay off. <laughs> uh, can I just mention there was that one scene where Warhorse is up on the turnbuckle and being like, yeah, I'm the king of the world, and then suddenly a chair flies out of nowhere and nails him in the head? Yes, yes! that was amazing! Yes. Oh, that was beautiful. That was wonderful, like... I old man presents man getting hit by chair. <laughs> no, like, it was super effective and it broke everybody. We had to literally pause no. the video gotta, and Crash was broken, I was broken, everybody was broken. You gotta, and we had yeah. to watch it again and I'm just like it's it's I not, wanna, it's great. It's not honestly funny the, funniest bit of the night. Yeah. It's not complete without the noise. Yeah. <laughs> It We're needed a turn. it needed a good yeah. doink. It needed a good, well, not doink. like doink. We we've already <laughs> yeah, not. Oh, excuse yeah. me. Poor choice of words. Um, it needed a good sound effect. There How's go. that? Um, Someone's got. Somebody has got to turn that into a fucking botch ending because that is yeah. hilarious. No, my yeah, I, yeah yeah. My idea for it, and if the audience wants to do it, is to take uh, the course of Get Down from Six the Musical. And re- replay and put it over it, and it's because it's, it's a perfect beat, and it would fit so freaking well. Especially because one of the lines is "I'm the queen of the castle," will fit perfect well where he is. It's so perfect. Casey was trying to explain that musical to me, and I'm a bit nonplussed. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Yes, uh, we have door sign. Yeah, uh, they use, a lot of people use doors nowadays instead of tables because they're cheaper and easier to break. There, there was a couple. I am the door, but they broke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's only see, I am the table, not, and they don't break. Especially because uh, they were half. They were folding doors. They were half doors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have written here. Oh no, the turnbuckle again. Yeah, yeah. When, oh. when that happened, everyone, all of us were in shock, and I was just like, no, just no. Yeah, luckily it did not actually go through Jay's. Uh, cheek as far as we could see so yeah again when they took off the turnbuckle and recreated that sketch again like oh that was like a crazy tense moment it was super duper aggressive but... yeah and given the fact that this was a oh, last bit of stadium match anything happened everything happened even uh there was a moment where Warhorse decides to toss an audience member's water bottle at gary i was having flashbacks to it was Sankara, right with the water bottle? Oh, Callisto. You're thinking Callisto. Yeah, yeah. When when he got hit with the water bottle and all security went towards the audience member that did it, yeah. like it reminded me of that. But I'm I feel bad for the audience member that lost her water. Like I'm gonna be nice to hydrate. Warhorse takes your bottle. Hey. I have uh, three particularly big uh, notes outside of the turnbuckle here, uh, spots that are particularly really big in my book the first one is in all caps and i have it circled it was so important to me finger bite oh, remember <laughs> when um oh, i believe it was uh was it gary or jake uh threw a punch and gary caught it 
and just like started gnawing on his fingers. It's like um, no, no. Jake was bite, uh, biting on Gary's fingers. Jake was bite. Okay, it was okay. Sorry, I had that uh, mixed up. But <laughs> no, that that was a cool move. Um, the uh, Death Valley driver through the door. Yeah, that was oh, that was a grisly spot. And of course, um, the big finisher. Gary gets back into the ring. He hits uh, Jake with a chair so badly that, you know, Jake's head is hanging out of the chair between like, his head is literally on the seat. He's on the floor, but the chair lands upright. So his I head, remember that. Yeah, his yeah. head is like resting on the seat of the chair. And then uh, Gary gets on not what is now the top rope, what would have been the second rope had they not destroyed it. <laughs> he gets on the second rope, does a head, a jumping stomp onto his head, onto the chair, lands on the mat, and then that is what takes him out. Like, that was... Yeah. Again, that was some hardcore-ass wrestling. Like, that, yeah. was some e- that was some ECW shit. That's that a chair for shit. That could, like, I've seen intense shit. When it comes to the, these type of matches, like the last man standing, it can get so intense to the point where not only... The wrestlers could get injured. The audience will might get injured too from the crashing shit because they were also they were doing like dives in the audience. They did like I think I counted three times, and there were moments where like they were using the chairs, anything they could do. And I'm just feeling so bad for the audience members because believe me when I say I've been an audience member a couple of times for PWG. If a wrestler is gonna do a dive spot, you have to move the fuck out of the way, or you will get fucking hurt. Yep, those are I not can. fun. I can only imagine. I'm so grateful that it hasn't happened to me because Rosen pulled me out of the way when I wasn't ready. Yep, that's what you do. <laughs> oh, the nearly getting crushed thing? Yeah. Well, but he but there's one moment he did pull away, I think, in the later future show and he, like did she get hurt? No. Or uh, I just wasn't backed up far far enough. Yeah. But in the last PWA show, um, Jude London got thrown into the chairs and I had to move because like he got t- two rows of chairs got taken out and I had nowhere to go. So I was just like crouching in front of, like I was in the front row, I was crouching in front of the ring um, because at that point all the rest was going over because Jude wound up jumping off the fucking balcony. Ooh. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. that When you're in that position, you just basically crawl up into a ball and hope. Yeah. That's about yeah. all you can do, it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oof. Oh my god, the hook in the mouth. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Went better than the first hook in the mouth, but still grizzly. Oof, yeah, I, still I think. Sight. Yeah, I, I think uh, all I have left is uh, Gary J wins with a chair swing. Wow, wowie, wow, wow. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. have J wins. Fucking hell. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any, anybody have anything to add? Or? I think the only thing I have added is. There was a chop of Palooza between Gary and Warhorse. And they were even taking them, like I mentioned, they were taking the match outside. They were using the hardwood floor to slam each other. And I accidentally fell on hardwood floors. I've had my, I accidentally hit my head as a kid on those. Those are not fun. So knowing being slammed against one, that is so painful. But oh, they take, they took those bumps like pros. Yeah, but now I'm having flashbacks to gym class. <laughs> you know, same, same. We had wood floors in a lot of the gyms I had to go to. When yeah, I was we, we had that too. Yeah, those sucked. I, yeah. I concur. That is no fun. Um, yeah. I, I, I'd like to say, um, you know, um, 
just to wrap up my final thoughts on this match, um, matches, last man standing, hardcore matches, stuff like this where it's just anything goes, they have a tendency, you know, they can get a little walk and brawly. They can get a little kind of, you know, a little... What's the word? They can get a little monotonous, you know, sometimes. <laughs> If they aren't well-paced, if they don't have spots laced throughout them, or if they're not cleverly booked in some way. And, um, you know, this match, like, it never got to that point. They always had something prepared. Um, They didn't spend their whole time punching each other or just, you know, slamming each other into innocuous. They had clever ideas of how to use... They had clever ideas of how to do a super-duper hardcore match like this. And I, again, it was a very very well booked very exciting very like nail biting kind of match like oof. one of those matches where you genuinely go like is he okay like is everything oof? like that's what the kind of effect you want to achieve with a match like that and i'd say they did it with flying colors that yeah. is not these matches are not easy things to book so mm-hmm. yeah god more power to to yeah more power to both jake and gary they did an excellent job brilliant did, way yeah. to close this match oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it's time for standout picks, which will probably have a better name as we go along. Uh, we need a fan song. Yes. Uh, <laughs> who wants to go first? I think we're all picking Mikey, but aside from Mikey. See, uh, yeah, I didn't want to say it. Aside I'll from go, Mikey. I'll go someone who isn't Mikey. Yep. Um, I'll say Shotzi. I hadn't seen her wrestle before. She was very impressive. I love her look. She did a great job. I would love to see more of her. I'll go with Mike I'll... Verna. I, I thought he was amazing in his match, and I thought that uh, we really need to see more of him in the States. You know, I'll go with, you know, because Mikey took over so much of that match, I'll step outside of the box a little and give mine to Red Eagle. Because, again, Red Eagle did put on a hell of a show. He, again, he, a very competent Lucha style, very good high flyer nice small wrestler dude like the kind of guy you can throw around but can throw you around too excellent job it's just uh, it's a shame the dude just got overshadowed by so much other good talent a good position to be in though but yeah great great job great wrestler i like what um, i saw oh i like mikey but i think my favorite out from this besides shantae was orange cassie like Shotzi, fuck! I'm you're gonna need to draw. Sh- you realize you're gonna need to draw Shante Blackheart now. Yeah, I know. Oh uh, um, yes. Audience, but uh, I <coughs> loved Orange Cassidy. Like my only, my first introduction to him was the uh, double and Royal Card, double and nothing Royal Card, the buy and the buy in. But um, I just. I really didn't know what to expect from him after I saw him, and then all of a sudden he does all this shit. I'm like, okay, I like this guy. He's fun, interesting. I like his gimmick. I want to see more of him and see what more crazy shit he can do. I can help do. with that. Yeah. Oh, I, I cannot wait. I hope he does. I want to see what happens when he drinks his orange juice of power because he didn't do that in this pay-per-view. Yeah, uh, he he has a, a match with Chuck Taylor at Mystery Vortex 6 that I really I can't wait to see again. Okay. So, now that we've got everyone else out of the way, let's talk about... The next show. No, you dumbass Mikey. 
<laughs> oh yeah, of Mikey. course. Oh yeah, Mikey. <laughs> I th- I thought we were just gonna uh, be our, like, our our shared pick since we all wanted him for as our boy. Yes. Oh my god, yeah. Mikey. Oh my god, so great, so amazingly great. Yeah. Unexpected. Yeah. I never. I honestly, when I saw the name on uh on the list, I thought it was a member of the Spirit Squad. <laughs> no, he. <laughs> Like a, a member of the spirits, like a member of the spirit squad now, after it's been like five years and they've been out in the wilderness for I've all this them, yeah. This is what happens when Vince cans the spirit squad. Oh my god. <laughs> see that? See, that's a gimmick. That's an angle. <laughs> Call me Dutch Mantel. That's an angle. <laughs> like the guy was so crazy and insane. Especially he's just a simple guy that just. Came out of nowhere and surprised us. I want to see more of him. I want to see more of him too. The dude obviously had a lot of charisma. He, you know, he was clearly a comedy gimmick. He was clearly a ridiculous gimmick, but man, he just sold it. He was so into it. He was so just everything about him, his costume, his demeanor, his, and his wrestling ability too. Like, let's not forget the dude was, like I said, he was a body slamming machine. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he's capable in the ring. It seems like he's got a hell of a gimmick. I'd love to see what this guy is like on the mic. Oh, it's a shame <laughs> he didn't get a chance to cut a promo. Oh, yeah. Like I, I'm keeping my eye on Mikey. It might just be a flash in the pan, but oh, oh, this dude is made. Uh, as far as first impressions go, holy shit! I gotta see more of this dude. Just fucking yeah. Mikey, go, Mikey, go. All right, uh, I think with that, we'll head to our final thoughts. Um, I'll start. This was the perfect introduction for this show, because it showcases so many indies, showcases so many different styles. Just, mm-hmm. it's a variety. It's like a cheese plate. Everyone gets something. Mm. Unless you hate cheese. Hello. Well, there's, there's well, me on that cheese plate. There's crackers. That's true. I like the crackers. You guys can have a cheese. Cheese! My final thoughts on the show, I would agree wholeheartedly. I was I was actually a little worried walking into this because, you know, I didn't know quite what to expect at all coming into this. And, you know, it's it's an in, it's an indie fed. It's anything could happen and everything could happen. You know, I I was expecting much, much less as far as regards for this. I figured we'd have a lot of botches or we'd have a lot or we'd have some really badly done matches or maybe some maybe some guys who couldn't be going who shouldn't be going but are going anyway. No, yeah, that, you know? that's that's WrestleMania you're waiting for. Uh, oh no that was the uh, no that's the super show. Uh, oh, super God. showdown, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh that fucking Undertaker Goldberg I'll Let's not talk about yeah, bad no. things. Yeah, no. Yeah. But no, no, no. Um, this was an a- absolutely excellent match. This was an absolutely excellent show. Every match had something to it that was really, really cool. All, a lot of these wrestlers were very crazy talented. I'm surprised that they're in the indies, frankly. A lot of these guys would kill in, you know, uh, in AEW or if the WWF were actually somehow competent. You know, <laughs> no. These very lots of talented displays, lots of stuff we weren't expecting, lots of cool swerves, lots of cool angles, good psychology here and there. I wasn't expecting that out of an indie show. Um, and just, yeah, overall, I 
uh, like I said, I was expecting way worse, and this thing jumped over my expectations and then some. I am very, very satisfied with this. Like, this is the kind of show you want to start a podcast thing whatever we're doing this is a good this you know this is a good first impression this is the way we want to kick down the door for uh for indie shows this was a nice indie show it was different from well pwg and AEW that i've been used to i enjoyed a lot of the matches there were a couple that didn't catch me as much but this was entertained or everyone was all unique you already know what my favorites were i enjoyed this very much and this is just giving me good expectations for the future ones we're going to be doing. This was a good show. I liked it. Good matches, good people, good show. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, I think with that, we'll start to wind down. Uh, first, quick few quick thank yous. Uh, thank you to Joe Hunter for the artwork, and we'll have we'll actually have uh, the full artwork uh, for the next show. Thank you to um, Neil Sirga for uh, the use of the theme song uh, Mullet with Butterfly Wings off of the album Mouth Sounds. Uh, thank you to Fight TV for how we watch this, and thank you to OSW, Tights and Fights, and WrestleSplania for the inspiration for this. Next up is Interspecies Wrestling's Boner Jam 4, Balls Out. What? What the, he- what the hell is a boner jam? How is it balls out? We'll find out next time during one crazy weekend. Oh no. Thank you everybody for coming out. See you next time. Bye. Bye.